This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Tuesday, September 14th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Blair Angulo. Thanks for tuning in. A big weekend of college football, which meant there were recruits scattered across the country checking out some of the top college options on the table. And we're going to discuss perhaps the biggest visitor list from this past weekend. The Michigan Wolverines won a big matchup against Washington and with many top tier recruits in attendance, including a few in an official visit capacity. Let's bring in Sam Webb. He is the publisher of the Michigan Insider at 24-7 Sports to discuss it. Sam, how are we doing? I'm doing great, Blair. How are you? Not too bad. It looked on TV. It looked like a lot of fun, man. A lot of maze in those stands. The tough thing about being in the press box is you can't really feel it. As my meal was definitely, you could see that it was a really, it, it looked like it was a fun atmosphere. I mean, you could tell the fans are really into it. But I make that distinction because while I was there, I was not in the crowd. So, you know, my perspective is is a little distorted compared to what the folks and the recruits down there field level were saying or down there in the stands. They said it was electric. And, and I want to give our listeners kind of a, you know, maybe a, a peek behind the curtain when you are in those press boxes and, and the glass is what triple, like double, triple pane. So right. you, you don't really get a sense of it. They have to keep things quiet for us to concentrate when we're writing our dumb columns. Uh, there is a delay as well when you're watching it on the feed, the sound you hear, you hear things before you see things. Sometimes it's, it's a really weird description, but I, I totally understand what you're saying, but it surprised me because this is the big house. Yeah, well, you know, if some press boxes you go to, they'll open the windows and they it's possible to open the windows at the big house. They have some some high windows that you can crack open. This is not this is not me offering criticism as much as it is drawing a line between my impression. And I'm telling you, like, we'll talk about the recruits in the recruiting weekend. They were like, it was bananas. It was unbelievable. And oh, my God. I've never seen anything like it. We talked to Walter Nolan, his mom, and you know he's the number one defensive lineman to, in the country, arguably the top defensive player. She said the only thing she could compare it to was going to Alabama a couple of years ago, so pre-COVID Alabama, hosting LSU. And she said it's the only thing that's come close. And she said it's like right on par. It's like it wasn't better. This was as wild and as raucous as that. And I wouldn't get that if you're sitting in the press box. I wouldn't tell you it was like that. I'd tell you it was really, really festive, but I wouldn't tell you it was like that. On the field or in the stands, they were like, oh, it was just out of control down there. So, yeah, it was a it was a really raucous environment. I, I thought it was very interesting, the timing of this official visit weekend for Michigan. Obviously, there's going to be more and, and we're charging towards that early signing period in mid-December. But to bring in recruits in probably the biggest primetime matchup in, in what? 
20 months or so since 2019, to, since that season. And, and to have recruits in there before the weather turns a little bit more chilly and to have a, you know, a non-conference matchup like this one on national TV. I mean, not only did the recruits that were there get to experience it, but I know recruits that were at home watching the game also got to experience it and see it. Uh, did you sense that Michigan, you know, was methodical and, and was very specific when trying to line up this weekend in, in particular? Yeah, I do. I think part of it was part of it was reacting to kind of how the recruiting board is going. I, I think they are at a point in the recruiting cycle where, you know, the kids who just buy into the vision that really see or or believe that the direction based on what coaches are saying or like Michigan largely because of the relationships, those guys are in the fold. The guys that you're trying to get now want to see evidence. They're the show me guys. They, they want to feel uh, and see evidence that, yeah, this is really what you say said it was or said it was going to be. Uh, and you can't really afford to wait with, with those guys because what your next biggest game really, at least at home, is what the, the Ohio State game. And that's at the end of the, the regular season. So maybe some of these guys are off the board. Maybe the horse is too far out of, out of the barn with some of these recruits. So between it being a prime time matchup, uh, you know you're going to have the eyes of the country on you. Probably going to be able to really jazz up the atmosphere with, with the fans like they did. And really needing a boost, really needing a jolt to maybe get the ball rolling again with some of these guys who you're in good shape with but are, are really holding up you know, signs with question marks on them. You know, I think part of it, you know, is putting those things together and saying, hey, this would be a good time to have the biggest recruiting weekend of the Harbaugh era. Let's get into Walter Nolan before we dive into the official visitors and, and briefly talk about Walter Nolan, the number one player in the 2022 class, according to the industry generated composite, a 6'4", 325 defensive lineman from Tennessee, no crystal ball predictions, which I think right now is super striking because that tells me one thing and th that this one can go any way, right? Like no one has a pulse on this one. No one has maybe a feel for where he might end up. I know he's put out multiple, uh, you know, top top threes, top fours. He's been dwindling. He's been kind of messing with fans a little bit, which I enjoy. Right? I'm 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 for it. I, I love when recruits build up that drama, and we're in the business of drama, right? And recruiting twists and turns. And for Walter Nolan to make it up to Michigan, which is a school he's been to before, what did that say to you? And and kind of what was the feel when you were able to speak to his mother? Yeah, yeah. Anyone who is saying they know where Walter Nolan is is going or likely to go is just selling you wolf tickets. It's, I don't think he knows. Yeah, he because because you're exactly right, Blair. He doesn't know. I mean, just think he had a top eight back in the spring, back in April. Tennessee wasn't in it. But then Tennessee was in his top five. But then when you look for at his at his top uh, at his top five, Texas A&M wasn't in it. But then in his top three, Texas A&M was in it. Texas A&M, Florida and Tennessee. Then two weeks after that first top three, he had another top three. And Florida wasn't in it. Georgia was in it. It was Texas A&M, Georgia, and Tennessee. So it's dude, like, I man. love it. And I just, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to interrupt you. I love it. It's all over the place, dude. I mean, it's really the different places that he goes, the impressions that he gets on those different visits really shake things up for him. So I, I say that to say that one's a long way from being determined. Uh, you're not out of it if you weren't in the top three. As long as he's going to visit your school, you're in it. So He's he went to Michigan twice in in the first in the spring. He was 
in Michigan for like a week because his uh, uh, his he has family in Detroit. So they visited family and were back and forth to campus uh, back in April. But back at that time, you couldn't actually visit the coaches. So then he came back for his an official visit for his official visit in June. And you were able to he was here for like close to a week again. And he was able to this time get with coaches and players. But he hadn't had the game day experience. So then he came back for this, you know, visit, visited with family again, came to the game. Then he's going to come back for the Ohio State game. So while Michigan wasn't listed in his top three again, you're talking about a guy who, before all is said and done, will be on campus four times. Now, certainly you don't look at that and say Michigan is the favorite or likely to get him. What you can say is Michigan is absolutely in that race uh, until he picks a school. Yeah, and you'd have to imagine they made an impression, especially with Washington trying to run the ball and, and how effective Michigan's defense was, especially up front. Uh, you have to assume that he liked what he saw out of the Wolverines, which right now are building a top 20 class with only 15 commitments. But we do like the average per commitment rating, which is an 88, which is a high high three star, close to a four star. So they're building a, a nice class here with some with some quality. Number three in the Big Ten. We are joined by Sam Webb. He is the publisher of the Michigan Insider at 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at SamWebb77. Sam, let's get into some of the official visitors, five of them, uh, according to the Michigan Insider, uh, three of them from the West Coast. Damani Jackson was the headliner along with Josh Connerly. Both are, are five-star prospects uh, and, and one of the top prospects at their position, respective, respectively. Damani Jackson committed to USC, and when you combine the fact that he went out to Michigan and then USC stumbled once again uh, against Stanford. It's one of those things where you have to kind of look at that one very closely right now. You do. This is a kid who's a lifelong Michigan fan. Uh, his dad, uh, his, his mom and dad are, are from Ohio. Dad, uh, a Youngstown guy who grew up a diehard Michigan fan. Raised Damani as a Michigan fan. He called Michigan his dream school. Uh, he visited unofficially during the dead period back last November, so before he committed to SC. And there was a lot of talk at that time that he was leaning toward a commitment to Michigan. Pause, thought about it for a minute. Obviously, Michigan had some coaching changes on the defensive side of the ball. His primary recruiter at the time was Mike Zordich, who was a Youngstown guy like dad. Uh, and he was out. Zordich is out. And in, in that time, Dante Williams from from SC really, I think, was able to get his hooks in and get him to commit to to SC. But he was always going to visit Michigan, even if he didn't say so at the moment of committing to SC. It just was inevitable. A lifelong Michigan fan who's never been to a Michigan game. He is really good friends with five-star commitment Will Johnson. The families have grown close as well. He just knew that was going to happen. So him getting back to campus and the impression that the guys on the visit got. Now, Michigan has a shot. I'm sure that SC is confident in their ability to retain his commitment because of the relationship with Dante Williams. But dad being a diehard Michigan fan, kid being a lifelong Michigan fan, mom coming on the visit this time, which she didn't. She wasn't there in November. So that was significant and maybe slowing things down there. It just adds up to Michigan having a shot in this race down the line, especially as SC stumbles and if Michigan continues to look good. So it's definitely one to watch. Josh Connerly, I think things are trending up with even more. I mean, Josh Connerly was just on campus at the end of July. Uh, he visited for the barbecue at the big house. So came on his own dime. Did, was, had said he wasn't going to be taking any out-of-region visits during the summer. You know, he was going to and didn't want his, his family to have to travel in that time, but made an exception to come out to Michigan in July for the barbecue. Then he comes back for this game. 
uh, for the Under the Lights game and said it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was just an unbelievable atmosphere. Then he's coming back for the Ohio State game from Washington, Blair. So, again, you're and then you see Washington just really circling the drain. That bodes well for Michigan, too. That is a recruitment that the Wolverines are looking really good with. Courtney Morgan, their uh, director of player personnel, comes in with the relationships with Ron Moore. Their offensive line coach has done a really good job. So you got a lot of factors that are in their favor. And now they got they had a chance to show him. See, we told you we were going to run the football. We told you we were on the uptick. He got there. He had a chance to see it. That's another reason why the Wolverines are starting to look really, really good for Josh Connerly. Yeah, Connerly was one of a few Seattle-based recruits to make it out to Ann Arbor. And, and another reason why I thought that was very methodical of Michigan to show off, I think, a little bit against some of those hometown schools for, for those players. Kenneth Grant, a three-star defensive lineman from the state of Indiana, was also there. Damani Dent, a three-star safety from Jacksonville, Florida, also made it on an official. And Lander Barton, a four-star linebacker from the state of Utah, was there. Lander, I, I think right now now is trying to feel things out, Sam. Uh, I'm, you know, connected to that recruitment, given that it's one of the states that, that I cover. He's got a couple of brothers in the NFL that both went to Utah. That was the first offer. It's the hometown school. I've always felt like the Utes are in a good spot. I haven't put in a crystal ball yet uh, because I do know that Lander has talked about potentially spreading his own wings, right? And, and following his own path and maybe trying to change things up. Uh, but he's been giving a lot of schools a, a different look and, and a closer look. I know Oregon's one of the schools he wants to go check out. Obviously, Utah's involved. USC is involved. Uh, and he went out to Michigan. And from what I gathered, you know, he really enjoyed what he saw out of that defense. Uh, you know, what can you tell us about Michigan's attempt to lure one of the better uncommitted linebackers in the country in, in Lander Barton? So let's let's just lay out the dynamics first, Blair, to, to give people a real look. I think this is an uphill battle for every program not named Utah. Why? He's like a super duper legacy. There are legacies and then there are super duper legacies. This guy's mom and dad were Utah student athletes. Both of his brothers were were defenders at Utah, made it to the NFL. His sister is one of the all-time great volleyball players at Utah. So when you talk about blazing your own trail, I mean, this dude would have to buck like uh, a huge trend <laughs> for his family to, to blaze. So that's not to say that he won't do it. Not to say that it's impossible. But man, I mean, the odds of someone being able to loosen him up are pretty steep. Now, he made it to an unbelievable environment. If there is an, a, a, a circumstance that will sway him away from that family dynamic, those family ties, it would have to be something magnificent like what he experienced during his visit to Michigan. So, But still, even with that, even with that fantastic experience, I would call it an uphill battle. But they are, they are both feet, you know, multiple coaches. They are all over Lander Barton. He has long been at or near the top of their linebacker board. They tried to get him up in the summer because they feel like for out-of-region guys, if you're really going to have a great shot of getting them, you got to get them on campus at least twice. And I think that was the thought process behind trying to get him here in the summer too. And they weren't able to do that. So uh, really resting a lot on this Washington visit unless they can get them to come back for, for Ohio State. But if you're going to shoot your shot, 
they, they're shooting a hell of a shot getting him on campus here for the Washington game. Yeah, and they at least got him on campus, which obviously means he's a bit open to it. I still think he'll take that last official visit to Utah right before the early signing period. And, that, you know, that's more of the, the hometown cooking type of deal. The, the hometown discount, I guess you could say, is more of a favor. But also, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of uphill battles going on with all the other schools that are going after Lander. Barton got to like what Michigan did, though, this last weekend. Sam, where can people find your work? Uh, you can find us over on the michiganinsider.com. You mentioned Damani Dent, who I think Michigan, it was Michigan, it's Michigan and Oregon. And I think with this, on the strength of this visit, Michigan may be the team to beat now. Uh, when you look at, at Damani Dent as a uh, as an official visitor, we actually went down to see Damani Dent. Bryce Marriage did last week. So we will see where things go with, with that one. But you can find us on the michiganinsider.com all the latest and the greatest Michigan recruiting news and team news you can find there. Yeah, you had a lot of really good information, a lot of intel on Michigan's epic visit weekend. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Blair, thanks a lot for your time, man. All right, that is Sam Webb. You can follow him on Twitter, at SamWebb77, for all the latest on Michigan football and many, many recruiting headlines as we charge towards that early signing period date in mid-December. Remember, stay locked in to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast for all the buzz and recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team. For Sam Webb, and producer Lance Glenn. I am Blair Angulo. Thanks for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.